0: It's got to be such a rewarding work you're doing there. It's like you're always in that welcoming of new life, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's such a big uh, transformation, of course, for the people I work with. Mm. And that phase of life holds such a big potential. So... I get to walk with my clients through, like enormous change and transformation, and and just yeah, very <sighs> yeah. They are of course very in contact with all of life's potential. Yeah. So. I get to kind of be there with them and learn from it again and again, every time. And since everyone is so different and everyone has such a different experience, I just like my field gets so big and I just learn so many different things and I love it.
0: And you are, for me, it seems like you're so creative for it too, because I've noticed that there's a certain energy to the, to the ones who chooses to be a doula or a midwife or someone holding space for birth. What I, I was I could, a little bit curious when you said you were sort of surprisingly thrown into this work. What happened there in 2012?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, um, in 2012, the summer of 2012, I was four years into my own uh, motherhood, mothering journey. Um. Uh, And my first daughter um, changed a lot of things for me, and I kind of had to rebuild my life from the ground and up. And uh, I had landed uh, many things um, through those four years, but I was very much, uh, not knowing what I was going to be when I grew up. And I had just moved back to Norway from Italy because I, yeah, I used to live, or I lived a couple of years in France and, and Italy. and um, And this woman just called me <laughs> one day. <laughs> and she was like, I went to this party with your mother and she kept talking about you. And I'm running the doula school and I just think you would be perfect said <laughs> doula. I was like, okay. <laughs> but at the time, I, I actually knew a couple of uh, girls, a couple of friends um, who had um, taken that same school. So the, the doula work was kind of... On my radar already, but I have I hadn't yet uh, dived into it and researched it properly. Uh, what it was, but it was, yeah. From the first time I heard the word, I found it kind of attracting, and then uh, talking to her and um, and hearing more about it, I was just. It just seemed so right why not it was just yeah i want to do this and i took the training um I, it was uh, for one year part-time and um, yeah i just face planted into <laughs> into it and yeah i don't yeah Yeah, I, I've just discovered more and more that this is quite good for me.
0: <laughs> yes. You've, work. you've actually created a pretty nice path for yourself since this school, haven't you? I've, I w- I've watched you from outside and seeing how you've created your own your own way and the way you work with, with women and getting your work out there and and... You are quite known now in this region where we live, aren't you?
1: Well, it doesn't take that much because we're not <laughs> that many. <laughs> and, and um, you know, it's, um, it's been a lot of creation because that's the thing. It's not something that's very known in Norway. And it's, it's an entrepreneurial thing you really have to create your own business and you don't have many role models here in Norway Uh, so um, that's just why you have to create it yourself and that's also why it's so hard (laughs) and so many of the people I see so many um, great people coming into the field with a lot of enthusiasm, and, uh, and, um, uh, like, visions, and things they want to do. And, um, sadly, most of them disappear after a couple of years, because it's just so, um, yeah, it's very, like, all-encompassing, and you just have to create created by yourself Mm -hmm. so yeah now I'm kind of one of the seasoned doulas in Norway and I'm very happy that I didn't quit and um, yeah
0: yeah and also it's been this intense seven years for you and now you're in this so you created the platform and the the foundation it seems like
1: yeah, I'm into my second seven-year cycle now, and when I when I I crossed that uh, that first seven years, I was just like, okay, <laughs> I can start leaning back a bit more now.
0: <laughs> now we can begin to breathe here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm yeah. super impressed. Yeah, it has not been easy at all, and of course, I discovered very quickly that i i liked the work itself like the client work but then it's all of the yeah the business side of it and that could have killed me and luckily it didn't do so i'm yeah i lost my thread now but
0: yeah but it's interesting this whole what you're sharing there because i feel like a lot of women when we are creating our own sort of business we very often create we have to create when we are mothers at least we have to create it from a different space right mm. like you're not only entrepreneur but you also have to create this whole system that is supporting your life and your kids and your family yeah. and the land where you live and mm. that's amazing yeah, and what I, you've
1: done. I see it as a very holistic kind of yeah almost in a or I, I have this permaculture <laughs> perspective on it but uh, yeah what I was supposed to say was just that uh, of course it's the it's the passion for for the work itself and for the people I work with that has kept me afloat and uh, yeah mm. I, look, I really look forward to 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 doing it for the rest of my life.
0: Exactly. Mm. So I want to really go deeper into this juiciness that you love because this is of course, we could talk a lot about how to create your business and probably we have to come back and talk mm. more about yeah, that because not today. And that's not today but I would love to to look at that uh, feminine entrepreneur, entrepreneurial energy that we all have I think we are faced now with different times and if we really want to create sustainable life for ourselves maybe we have to mm-hmm. rethink a lot of things
1: but mm-hmm. today
0: I I want to jump into that juiciness of birth mm-hmm. um, because I feel there's there's a certain as i said there's a certain energy in the in the the people that are choosing this as your life mission to be in that field of birth um can you tell us a little bit about what is it that just drew you in with this birth because for some people i know they find it really scary like birth is a little bit scary you know but yeah. for you, that was less sucking you in there. So tell us about what is it that is so um, beautiful for you when it comes to birth?
1: Mm. Well, it sure can be scary. And I think that's the essence of why I love this. It's because it is everything. It's just this, it's like this hologram of life. And birth is, is, it's an event, you know, it's in some way, it's very like, this is birth, the start and an ending, but at the same time, it's just like all of life condensed into this process that we go through with all of our humanness. Mm. And so it's a process where we, it can be everything from the most blissful, ecstatic, wonderful experience to the most challenging. And and um, yeah, really for some people it's just terrible. And full of fear and pain, and and uh, I, of course, I always work towards the better experience for my clients, but um, you know, you can't sugarcoat life and birth just puts us in contact with all of the colors and all of the shades and the nuances and the contradictions (laughs) so I I like to be in that space I I'm very grateful to to be able to be there Mm. and And yeah, but of course, it was also my own experience um, with my first daughter that kind of drew me into it because because I had a very good first birth experience. And that happened, that kind of, that surprised me very much. (laughs) (laughs) Because of course, I was indoctrinated by the the, the birth culture that we all swim in with the images and the stories and the narratives and everything. And, and I, I was very unprepared. My reaction when getting pregnant uh, was to kind of just close my eyes and ears because I, I felt there was a lot of negativity coming from the outside, like terrible stories and things I shouldn't do and everything I should be scared of. And and it wasn't really a conscious choice. It it was very intuitive, but I was just like, whoa, what is this? And I kind of just (laughs) closed like an oyster Mm -hmm. and and, uh, didn't prepare for birth at all. I made a couple of choices very intuitively without really knowing, yeah, how it would impact um, things. But but uh, yeah, so I went into birth with, without knowing anything about neither the physiological process that is birth, <laughs> n- nor about the system that I was giving birth in. And, you know, I'm very, um, I'm very much about the physiological process and uh, facilitating that and protecting that and uh, holding space for that. But I am really also very aware of how important the, the system and the context and the surroundings are um, because they, they impact the birth and the event and the physiological process so, so much. So I was completely unaware and I just went into birth and I was blown away by how amazing it was. I was just completely shocked um, because no one, like, I was like, why? have no one told me about this?
0: Why aren't
1: people talking about this? Because I also approached birth as this kind of uninteresting thing. Like, why should anyone care about birth? Why should we be interested in that? It's just something that you you do in a secret closed room and nobody ever talks about it and I came out on the other side I was just like whoa (laughs) okay this was crazy and and um, and amazing and and of course then I went through my own postpartum and with all the identity now I I define it as a and yeah it felt like an identity crisis absolutely it was not only easy it was everything and very life uh, changing but um, yeah so so when I first then considered the real possibility of of doing of working with that I was just uh, yeah that made sense Mm.
0: I find it so interesting this this transition that you as you also birthed yourself there you know coming Mm. from this space and then being pregnant and doing the little preparation that you did but still you know and then what you describe is like okay, so this is, so something opened up in you fully as you bloom there in in giving birth. And then that you actually chose the doula profession. I I was just thinking because I had, the first birth was such a traumatic event Mm -hmm. and I chose the therapy route. (laughs) And I was Mm -hmm. just thinking about that because uh, the birth experience is, is, It's a portal for sure it's an event but oh my god does that really influence the mother of the baby of course it's the baby's birth but oh my god it influences and and shifts the perspective of the mother
1: absolutely
0: do you think that this this person like this positive experience was something that drew you into the doula work
1: yeah Absolutely, but also all of the challenges that um, that I faced also during birth, you know, the overall experience was really positive, mm. but uh, it happened things for me during that birth that I later understood was about my own birth experience when I was born uh, with the C-section um in 84
0: interesting
1: yeah so i you know birth is always a very dense experience it's like just layer upon layer upon layer and just um condensed Mm -hmm. and dense and then after all of my births Births, uh, even though they've been wonderful uh, in in their own way, I've used a lot of time afterwards to kind of, you know, undensify, kind of, yeah, and just go through the experience, what happened really, and integrate all the the lessons that I've found in those three experiences Mm. um so I'm a very independent person I hate pressure I always want to do things on my own in my own way and I can get really like this three-year-old oh get off me when if I feel kind of so you know um I went through that first experience very much alone and it felt also very lonely at times like the first year the birth experience pregnancy the birth experience and the first year especially um so that came from that loneliness of course came also from me Mm -hmm. but um but also very much from society because we that's what we tell people um, that they just should um, be able to pull it off Mm -hmm. all by themselves (laughs) yeah which is so
0: against our nature i feel because as women we are so social not necessarily like extrovert and la la but we we are so connected to other women and and we connect through feeling support and and being able to trust each other and be there for each other so strange that we expect each other ourselves to do it all by ourselves and be very Mm -hmm. alone in that yeah
1: so so um I was, yeah, when I discovered doula work, I was aware of, of my, I was aware that I had been struggling with this loneliness. Um, and yeah, I wanted to, I think I was drawn to explore how how I could support others without, you know, invading them. <laughs> you know, I'm always the, uh, between this, like, freedom and, frihet or trygghet, like, freedom and security or yeah, safety. Yeah, yeah. You know, the fe- the deep feeling of being safe, mm-hmm. and I think both are really important and maybe interdependent, yeah. And, um, yeah, and that's
0: an interesting <laughs> dance because how, when you come in here as a as a doula and you probably never maybe not met the woman before she's you know how how do you how do you find your way with each woman and each family because it's a pretty intimate thing very yeah
1: very well of course people choose me like they find me and they they contact me they choose me, it's an active choice for them. So I try to put myself out there so that I'm able to be, so that people are able to find me. But when they first get in touch, um, yeah, I just try to put myself every time in the position of um, listening like really listening and really watching and feeling uh, into who they are and where they want to go and what they need to go in the direction that they want to go. And, you know, I have also different entry levels. Many people just book, start with booking a pregnancy massage because that's that's kind of mainstream now and it's 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 not so intimidating
0: (laughs) exactly it's safe (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah i feel safe yes you know that's that's something i can do for myself you know that's something that i can can um yeah in myself yeah what's that in english
0: (laughs) i have no clue give myself let's just yeah. yeah yeah
1: Um, but others also contact me and just like, here's my whole story. I want the whole package. We're gonna see each other twice a month for the next year. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So it depends very much. You know, I, I don't, I do pregnancy stuff and I do birth stuff and i do postpartum stuff so people can can work with me uh, whenever uh, they want during that process Mm. so some clients i only work with once or twice and others want the whole thing and that gets almost like, yeah, yeah, that's, it's always intimate. But of course, if I if I follow people through birth, and then also before and after, it gets very, um, very close. Mm. Yeah.
0: And it's such a tender time. Mm. to be around the mother and the baby. Mm. In in Sami, uh, the the one receiving or, or seeing the mother and rec- receiving the baby is called I mother, mm. the one who sees. Mm. And what you were saying in there, it resonated with me, like really seeing, not only with the eyes and just doing the job, but really what you do there is you really... Are open to to the ones coming and asking for your support and i feel it's such a it's such a um, essential need i think we all have right now because we, <laughs> society is so not where we need to be collectively right for humans to thrive but I feel a lot of people have that need but especially as we're giving birth and giving birth in these times too mm. so when it, we're talking about there's one thing that you mentioned that I want to talk about but I'm not sure if we're going to do it now but you you said something about in your birth you did notice remembering your own birth in giving birth and when I was when you said that I, I I came back to the rise of passage energy that I'm studying this summer, so to speak. And uh, I was remember um, that Gri, the the founder of Dula School in Norway, she once said that in, in just a conversation I heard, like um, all women should be aware of how they were born themselves, something like that before. You come into this birthing experience but what you you mentioned that you actually connected to your own birth giving birth and that layering i would love to to look at that layering because i feel it's really interesting um would you mind going more into that and also maybe how you then whole space for that as you are there working as a doula because then you know that probably some of these ladies are going through that recognizing their own birth experience as giving birth themselves to their baby
1: hmm.
0: so that was a tricky big question but
1: <laughs> 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 yeah it is and it's not something that i'm very used to talking about in a kind of public setting like this because my clients are so different and you know i to myself i i absolutely feel that i'm doing energy work but it's not something i impose in every situation you know it's not something i always talk about Mm. And I very much see the birth, see birth as a portal that we go through as our whole self, meaning the body with all its dynamics, including uh, your sexuality. Absolutely. And your mind, and your emotions, and your spirit, and uh, just everything. Um, but that's my framework, and I don't put that on my website. And But many of my clients are also, um, yeah, I let them come in with their worldview and perspective mm. and and um and i i support them on the levels that they are um that they feel are relevant for them but my own birthing experience like when when i yeah you know when i when i gave birth for the first time i I knew my own birth story because I had heard it many times told by my mother, uh, which is of course a good place to start if you have uh, your mother, if you know who she is and she's alive and you're talking to each other, that's a great way to start, just listening to her story and maybe asking questions, if you feel that there's room for that. Just knowing that birth stories can be very triggering (laughs) to tell if it was a bad experience. But I had heard my story many times, but now I've realized that I just heard it as her story. I did not at all feel that it was my story. It was just, I just heard it and it was not connected to me at all. Which almost sounds silly because it's so obvious, you know. Of course it was connected to me. I was there, you know, I was inside her. Coming out of her, I was literally, literally there, and it happened to me. But I, I, I just had this total disconnect from that experience myself. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I, at some occasions in my pregnancy and uh, approaching birth, I, I noticed her fear around me giving birth and I was just like (laughs) super protective almost mean towards her just like don't you come here with that crap and just yeah I got triggered by that and I didn't want to I didn't want to go into it so I came to my birth and uh, as many first time uh, births it was it had a very slow long uh, first stage and I was uh, at the hospital the whole night uh, with very little progress and I, I didn't I was unprepared so I didn't know what was happening or supposed to happen or where I was heading I, I felt very in the in the fog kind of but then uh, my midwife um, wanted to uh, do a vaginal exam and, um, and she did. And she said I was four centimeters. But then during the, the exam, um, my waters broke. And she just told me that they were stained uh, by meconium. And I knew that that was the part of my birth story because my mother's waters broke and they were really dark. And that's when she was just like intubated and uh, put in a narcosis and wheeled into the operating room. And, and that scenario just flashed um, for me. Like when my midwife told me that, I was just like, I saw that story, my mother's story, my story. And I was just like, this is happening now. I was already living that experience, you know, with, with like, with all of the same details. And I got shit scared. And, um, and that didn't happen something completely different happened with me (laughs) and like one hour and 15 minutes after I had my daughter on my chest
0: oh my god
1: oh my god I know wow it was yeah it was crazy so from four centimeters through the pushing and all she was there
0: oh my goodness 70,
1: 70 75 minutes later that was a fast. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah. I think my whole body just went into this is not happening. So yeah. it was it was kind of fifteen minutes there where I was completely into my own birth narrative. Wow. And it was not conscious, conscious at all. I didn't know that things like this could happen. I didn't know about like perinatal psychology or that some people actually have memories from their own birth. It was just, it just landed in my system and it was super overwhelming. And it wasn't until I was, because I had to change birth uh, ward because I was at a kind of natural birth and i had to be wheeled down a couple of stairs to be monitored and uh yeah this these interventions had to take place because of the risk with the meconium Mm. Um, Mm. but so 15 minutes later i i discovered that oh we're in a different scenario here and and my midwife told me that my baby was fine because she saw, saw the, the pulse and she told me to go on and all this, this sense of urgency and fear kind of uh, dissipated, you know, and I was like, okay, <sighs> okay, and I went on with it. But that experience uh, was so strong for me that I didn't forget about it, of course. <laughs> and in the in the time after birth, I just had to understand more, you know, mm. about what that was. But then I was so um, busy with mothering. And it wasn't really until um, my daughter was one year old that I had a session with a friend, kind of practicing his new therapeutic <laughs> <laughs> method, <laughs> and um, and he just uh, did a session with me, and and that's when my own like the whole birthing experience from my perspective just again landed it felt like it just landed in my body and in my system and I could see the whole story from my and not just see it but feel it physically also from my perspective and again that was a very strange experience and again, something that I didn't know anything about. Um, yeah.
0: Wow, that's powerful.
1: Yeah, but it's also very, po- very far out <laughs> compared to the, the um, everyday narratives that we have. You know, so uh, it's, I think, yeah, I think it's the first time I tell this story to um, a group. Yeah, I feel,
0: <laughs> I feel this. I'm so warm in my heart when I'm listening. It's, uh, and thank you so much for sharing because I, I just had that feeling in my body that of course, that depth in you whole space for all the women wherever they are because you have that depth you're talking about this safety I just felt that now that of course your your capacity as a human and everything but also having that depth in you is probably what makes all these women find you and feel so safe having you as 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 their doula and as their the one witnessing them as they're giving birth, no matter no matter what's going on in their experience, right? Because it grows that capacity to be that witness, right? That's how I feel when I'm listening to you and feeling into this.
1: Yeah, powerful. It experience. has it has step by step uh, in a long process that has always also been quite painful for me. healing uh, it has grown my capacity for that but of course so I plunged into this work and I got pregnant again uh, at school and I went through the round twice again and with my clients and All of that experience has, you know, confronted with confronted me with a lot of things in myself also. And I've always known how important this feeling of safety is. But I've also been confronted with shitloads of fear through the work. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now And that was also overwhelming, and also something that I felt kind of alone in, that I really didn't have. I should have had, uh, yeah, I should have had uh, some serious, more serious hand holding through that process myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I mean it's uh,
0: intense yeah yeah it's super intense
1: mm, do you feel now, like uh... yeah now I feel I've been through that so much and I feel very much uh, secure in that field whatever gets thrown up I'm kind of like oh there's that okay we're safe um yeah
0: And also being, you know, you're working in the system of healthcare here in Norway, which is of course different from many other countries, but how is, how has this been for you? These, I mean, these years of working because you are both working within like holding space for births in hospital systems, but you also do it like in all different situations. Yeah. How how has that been for you now these years to see like, like I mean, the the healthcare system and hospitals and birthing, you know, um, facilities are like you say there's a container where you come in. How has that been for you?
1: Mm, it has been quite triggering at times. And um, it is, I think it, it'll continue to be a challenge for a long time. Um, because freedom and autonomy is so important to me. It's sacred and i have you know the full spectrum of experience also in hospitals so i meet a lot of great people there and i see a lot of beautiful births there but i also see how the system is not rigged to um, respect each individual birthing woman's uh, right to decide for herself. And the system is very strained, it's under-resourced, it's not prioritized. Uh, so of course there are a lot of needs that go unmet in the system and a lot of people are traumatized by that and uh, to a very large degree they have to just deal with that by themselves in the time afterwards because the system Doesn't even acknowledge those things as important aspects of their care. <laughs> yeah. mm, so there are a lot of change that needs to happen, ideally, and, um, yeah. But, you know, if I see things in the system, it's because I'm there with my clients. And, um, and when I'm there, it's also a lot of things that I can buffer for them and help them process afterwards. Mm. And sometimes I experience things at the hospital that just, fills me with rage or grief but that's also part of the job and I'd rather be there with my clients than for them to be there alone and and yeah I've just over the years I've understood that that Uh, that's also part of my job description and my responsibility to deal with that afterwards so now I have like you know I I go regularly to see an osteopath and I I go to a psychologist monthly just to like vent and take care of myself and and um, because it's very easy to to mix everything together you know if I start projecting my experience on my clients it gets very messy yeah and it's not helping anyone Hmm. um least of all them yeah so my experience is is mine and Mm. I take care of that and I yeah.
0: And also being coming into this healthcare vortex which is so filled with everything, meshed into things, it's so easier to be drawn into that energy too, I would think,
1: mm-hmm. in
0: hospitals and everything.
1: Yeah. That's why I just love to to uh yeah, not be a part of that system. You know, I've I've think I've thought so many times, should I become a midwife? And I'm just like, you no, know, I love that the birthing woman is my boss. She's the only one that I, or they are the only one that I, that I'm accountable to. Oh,
0: I love that.
1: Yeah. And it really, you know, it, it really shifts the, the power dynamic.
0: Yeah. Really.
1: Yeah. And that's juicy. <laughs> yes,
0: I love that. So if you look into like your, your, your preferred future, what would that be for you and for the women? How would that look like if you paint the picture?
1: Um, yeah, that's, um, that looks like uh, me living my best life in my garden <laughs> in the forest with my kids and getting old and wise and uh, meeting a lot of amazing younger than me people who are going through this uh, rite of passage and just yeah dipping into their realities and and their experience and just being called to births you know as i'm out in my garden just having the call okay i'll come in now do, 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 do. <laughs> Exactly. yeah, yeah. Mm,
0: it's so wonderful i was thinking also um about these times where there's so much going on in our lives and then changes and everything and uh, i feel that the the women giving birth now a lot of them have a lot of knowledge that I didn't have when I was pregnant 16 mm. and a half years ago. Mm. They have read the books, they've seen the podcast, they've talked to people, mm. they they know what they want, they know what they don't want, they have seen births on at least on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them have it
1: or attended. on YouTube or yeah. Instagram. I mean the birth videos out there are just An amazing resource
0: yeah so do you see that also in the the mamas that are coming to you that they they have they have found more information and have more offered to them or found their information and, and feeling more ready for birth or is it is it like every the whole spectrum still for you
1: yeah, it's the whole spectrum and that's also because I've been consciously not only reaching out to the spiritual natural birth people mm-hmm. uh, because I want to learn from the whole spectrum but yeah people are I see this tendency of uh, pregnant people becoming more and more aware that birth is a thing. They're more unapologetic in their, in their way of claiming this as an important thing. Um, And all of them prepare in different ways and but it it's it's also um, it also creates this this gap sometimes between what they know is right for them and what is actually possible in the system yeah and many times when when uh, people experience a large contrast between what they wanted to happen and what happened 95 percent of 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 them are kind of turning that inwards and telling themselves that they did something wrong or that they were silly uh, expecting this or that or that um, their body couldn't uh, succeed you know (laughs) and that's um and, and that ties into um, the way that birth is so different from the rest of our life experience. Because yes, you can read all the books and watch all the films and, and talk with everyone and prepare, but you're not prepared um, in how you will change or how you will behave or feel or be in in the situation of birth mm-hmm. um, so that's where the real support is so different no so uh, so important so essential yes because i have a lot of I have a lot of really resourceful and wise and strong and kick-ass clients. Mm -hmm. But still, in that birthing situation, they are so new to everything. And it's so easy to get thrown off the horse by the process itself or by the surroundings. Yeah so that's when you really need true support and you need a person that is familiar with all of this and that is um available to really see and listen and feel into your needs and you need support that is kind of um fluid enough because I can never know in advance what I'm going to do at a birth it's always improvisation Mm. always and I have like this huge toolbox and I use maybe five percent of it at each birth and I never know in advance and I you know I can have theories and oh I know this woman well and I think this and this will will suit her but it's I always surprised and that's that's also the thrill of it but that's why it's so important because if I don't meet her exactly in the right place it's just this it it's a missed opportunity she 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 falls to the ground and that also happens sometimes and and that and then you deal with that afterwards but it's it's not the same as the partner. The partner has a other, a different role. That's that's uh, specific to to him or her. That I cannot do. And the medical staff is yet another thing. Um, And it's very funny because the the second and third time I gave birth, I had, you know, (laughs) I had the gold package of everything. I gave birth at home. I had two midwives that I knew really well in advance. I had my partner who was amazing in birth. And obviously for my first home birth I had done the doula training so I had like filled his head up with everything birth related and so he was really knowledgeable compared to you know the usual birthing partner and I wanted uh, my kids to have the possibility to be there if they wanted so I also invited my mother to be there and be kind of the primary p- provider for for the kids and then I had my doula and you know one would think or i so many people i talk to they're kind of you know comparing things and measuring things and thinking no i'm giving birth at abc clinic so then i don't need a doula oh my partner is so great so i don't need extra support oh i have my home birth midwife so but i had all of that and my doula was still (laughs) the best support ever i would never have chosen her way and and that's also being a, a person that wanted also to be alone and not touched all the time or not supported all the time but she was just at the right spot at the right time and just meeting me when I needed to be met and it was the best feeling and um, yeah it's it's important
0: It's really beautiful, and also what you're saying that that not having the expectation of the father being somebody in the birth, he cannot be. Yeah, because most fathers first they haven't given birth, so this is a this is a, another lived experience, and then maybe it's the first time,
1: mm.
0: right? So, yeah. but for you also, I I felt like this you having this 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 wonderful just bubble, not bubble, but this this safe protection around the mama and just seeing her while in that field of also being there for for the mother as she's needing to be seen. I mean you have to be in that situation with a unpredictability and and just being willing to go with that intelligence of birth, hmm. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. You pro- I will for sure say that you found the right, the right path for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that this wife co- this woman <laughs> called you and <laughs> like I I found this thing for you. That was yeah. really awesome. Yeah. Is there anything you feel like you you want to share as we are ending this party? Is so it something? Something like you yeah. feel like, okay this needs to be said
1: have have we talked about write some passage at <laughs> all?
0: <laughs> yes,
1: yes, okay, okay,
0: <laughs> that was not the question
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, i don't know i i I feel like i I've talked too much about my work um But but of course the whole reason why birth support is important is because of the power of that rite of passage. And it also goes beyond ourself. Like when I give birth, I give birth with my whole self, but there's also something else coming in um in the way that i see it and i feel it again and again in the birthing space as well so i guess your audience is is quite well well, versed in these things. <laughs> yeah, they, so, they don't
0: fall off the horse about these topics at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, if I should say anything to close, it's just, uh, yeah, dive into it with everything that you are and in the way that feels the best in each moment and if you if you have experiences that are not confirmed by people around you or society or the system or whatever just trust that what you're experiencing is is right because the passage of birth is just an endless field of possibility and don't be afraid to want the best thing for yourself or if you if you're given birth and you're done with having kids don't be afraid to go into that and really find the teachings and the treasures in that experience because it's never too late and I love to I obviously talk about birth with almost everyone I meet and I just love uh, people uh, hearing people who are more uh, mature and in advanced age talk about their experiences because it's still so uh alive inside of them so either if you're facing that period of your life now or if it's behind you just yeah don't be don't hold yourself back in just grabbing it with your both like yeah with both hands and 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 seizing the, the possibility i i could have given birth like 15 times more but i <laughs> i don't want kids <laughs> 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 three is more than enough it's, ah, gotta stuff, something. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. just like we get so few opportunities to do this yeah so just don't hold yourself back if you're going to do it, just go all in, in the way that feels right for you. And uh, yeah, good luck.
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for sharing so powerfully today. I, uh, I'm so warm in my heart. It's incredible.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it felt very strange to tell that story, but it felt completely right at the same time. It was a nice nice first 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 time for me Mm,
0: thank you so much Mm. and I know the ones listening is going to receive this into their hearts as well and also hold it in their heart as we have to sort of remind ourselves to always as we're receiving these powerful vulnerable stories also shared in this context like in patreon and different places that we also hold that sacred in our hearts even though we are not sitting in the room with you Mm. but as an offering and a willingness to share something sacred also the listeners like me sitting here now just really being warm in the heart and really holding that sharing from you as sacred because it is really sacred You know, so I really thank you for it, for sharing that and also for warming my heart and also warming the hearts of the ones listening.
1: Thank you for receiving it.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you.